Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the CBS News Roundup ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Two days and still no winner. We have still got people tabulating the votes in the ballot. Trump cap decries Biden lead. This is rampant corruption and it can't happen. It simply can't happen. Protesters hit the streets. On both sides. Good morning. I'm Deborah Rodriguez with the CBS World News Roundup. Two days after the election and there's still no winner in the presidential race, but it's getting closer. Joe Biden leads President Trump in the electoral vote count 253 to 213. Pending results from Nevada, Arizona and Georgia could put Biden over the top. He needs any two of the three to get to the magic number of 270. CBS's Laura Podesta begins our coverage. Many of those states still have ballots that are coming in, ballots that were postmarked on or before Election Day that are still in the mail stream and have yet to be counted. More results are expected to come in later this morning in all of the undecided races. Final numbers and a final decision could still be days away. Biden is urging patience. Correspondent Ed O'Keefe. When the count is finished, we believe we will be the winners. Speaking in Wilmington, Delaware, former Vice President Joe Biden said he believes he's on the verge of history. Only three presidential campaigns in the past have defeated an incumbent. God willing, we'll be the fourth. Biden's chances of reaching 270 electoral votes dramatically improved with projected wins in Wisconsin and Michigan. So once this election is finalized, and behind us. It'll be time for us to do what we've always done as Americans, to put the harsh rhetoric of the campaign behind us, to lower the temperature. But President Trump isn't backing down. He took to Twitter to make multiple misleading and false statements. He claimed victories in Pennsylvania, Georgia, North Carolina, and Michigan. This despite evidence to the contrary in Michigan and no official race calls yet in the other states. The president's campaign is also launching legal challenges in Georgia, Pennsylvania and Michigan in a recount in Wisconsin. Mr. Trump's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, traveled to Philadelphia to try to stop Pennsylvania's boat count. They could be from Mars as far as we're concerned, or they could be from the Democratic National Committee. Joe Biden could have voted 50 times as far as we know, or 5,000 times. Correspondent Jerika Duncan is in Philadelphia this morning. Election officials are not giving a specific timeline. This is what's making all of this very hard. But we do know that there are roughly 763,000 mail-in ballots that have not been counted yet. And as we've been reporting here in front of the Pennsylvania Convention Center inside, you have over 100 election workers that are hard at work counting those mail-in ballots. We know that about 166,000 of those mail-in ballots still needed to be counted when you combine Philadelphia 
and Pittsburgh, two very big cities here. In Georgia, the Trump campaign is suing to make sure votes that came in after 7 p.m. on Election Day aren't counted. The lawsuit alleges a Republican poll watcher saw a poll worker mix a stack of ballots from a back room with ballots to be counted. More protests are expected today. Pro-Biden demonstrators turned out in Las Vegas and in New York City. Dozens of people were arrested after violent confrontations with police in the city's West Village. Correspondent Jamie Yukas is in Arizona. Supporters of President Donald Trump voiced their frustration with the ballot counting process outside the Maricopa County Elections Department. About a third of the crowd appeared to be armed, including Aaron Kotzbauer. So are you guys hoping to get inside? Oh, no, ma'am. No, just to voice our opinions. And many expressed fears that their votes were not being counted. They literally are trying to steal this from us. Maricopa County is the second largest voting jurisdiction in the country, and they say they're making sure each and every vote is counted correctly. Democrats and Republicans continue to battle for control of the Senate. Right now, the GOP leads by two seats, with three races still undecided. Correspondent Nancy Cordes. Democrats are going to add to their seats in the Senate, but it's kind of like getting a bike for your birthday is really nice unless you thought you were getting a car. They thought that they had a really good shot at taking the majority in the Senate, and it's still possible, but to do it, they would have to ride that bike through some very challenging territory. In North Carolina, the GOP's Tom Tillis has a small lead over Democrat Cal Cunningham. Georgia Republican David Perdue is ahead of Democrat John Ossoff by a tiny margin. The Leffler-Warnock race in Georgia is headed for a runoff. The U.S. has set a new record for coronavirus cases, more than 100,000 in a single day. Hospitals are struggling to keep up. CBS's Jim Crisula looks at two major metro areas. With COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations surging, several hospitals in the St. Louis area are delaying or rescheduling elective procedures that require inpatient or overnight beds. In the border city of El Paso, Texas, the local health director says hospitals are near the breaking point as COVID-19 hospitalizations rise sharply. The U.K. is back in lockdown today. The head of England's health service calling another lockdown the only way to slow this second COVID wave. In many parts of the country, we're now seeing more coronavirus inpatients in hospital and in intensive care than we saw in the first peak in April. Schools in England are still open, but beauty salons, gyms and non-essential stores are closed. Restaurants open for takeout only and household mixing all but banned until early December at least. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. Just when many people need it most, the Salvation Army is having trouble preparing for the holiday season. Lieutenant Wayne Benedict is with Elkhart, Indiana's Red Kettle campaign. Volunteers have gone down because of some fear of COVID. Our actual bell ringers have gone down, and our actual income is projected to be down almost half of what we usually gain for the kettles. Rhode Island voters have decided to ditch the phrase Providence Plantations from the official state name. It dated back to 1790 and referred to a tract of land or a farm. Opponents argued it had no association with slavery at the time. Supporters said it needed to go as part of the country's racial reckoning. A prominently Latino county in Florida is getting its first Latino sheriff. 
The Census Bureau says Osceola County's population is more than 55 percent Latino. Marco Lopez is the first Hispanic sheriff for the county near Orlando's theme parks. He's lived there since he was a child and has been with the Sheriff's Department for 16 years. His big plans include a more diverse department. There's a lot of good qualified people out there to do these jobs. You know, we just got to give them the stepping stones and the tools to succeed. Lopez says better community relations is one of his top goals. We start talking to people at a, a younger level. I think we'll leave a, a positive impact on their lives so they can really start trusting us a little bit more. Peter King, CBS News, Orlando. Researchers in the Netherlands have determined it was alcohol withdrawal and malnutrition that triggered Vincent van Gogh's demise, not syphilis or schizophrenia. Van Gogh died of suicide in 1890. And that's the World News Roundup for Thursday, November 5th. I'm Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. If you like CBS News Roundup, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.